This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So, this this is, this is a very important sugya. We'll see uh, we'll see you know which way we go with it as we uh, as we progress through the Makara. So, I'd just like to say actually at this point that the share should be Lili Nishmas, a big Talmud uh, and Tzadik who was nifter this week, Rabbi Chaim Moshe Aaron Hall. Rabbi Hall, who was the, the Rav of the Shul that I grew up in, and uh, was, was is, is, is incredible, that in, 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 a, in a generation before the word Kirov was ever thought of, dreamt of, def, le, all the less so institutionalized, formalized, monetized, and anything else, he, he was busy doing it and bringing family after family, person after person, back to authentic Yiddishkeit. He was a, a musmach of Rav Issa Meltzer, which is amazing, and a, uh, a Talmud of Rav Lamdinsky from Gateshead, who was Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim, if I remember correctly, which is much amazing to have such an authentic Masora back to Dodi Yisrael. And he, re- he really embodied that. There was no... Uh, he was authentic and true to who he was and true to his values. I didn't know the world Kula existed until I went to Yeshiva. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, but it was amazing to how he was Mashpia through being authentic, through um, you know, being in it for the slow burn, and by modelling what it means to be a Ben Torah, what it means to be a Jew who is deeply connected to Hashem's Torah, believer Benefesh. So it should really be Lelui Nishmas, and I think the sugya is most appropriate for that, actually. So I think that some, some of the issues we were talking about is how to influence without being influenced. I think that was something that, uh, that Eddie mentioned. And I... Uh, he was definitely someone that was able to do that. In fact, uh, at Levaya, one of his sons said that someone mentioned to him when he, when he came to Kingsbury as a young Rav, you know, if you go there, you'd be lucky if your kids are from. And today, one of his sons is a, is a Dayan, another one is a, another one is a, a, a Talmud Chacham Muflag from Bnei Brak, another one's Talmud Chacham Muflag from Yishalayim, you know, another one's a Chashva Palabos Ben Torah. Hey, it's amazing. It's Darius Hisham Vairachim of... Uh, a real Talmud Chacham and Bnei Torah, which shows you can influence without being influenced if you stay true to your principles, if you're authentic, and, and if you really mean it, and if you really believe it, and if you know who you are. But when it comes to the sugya of Techacha, which is very different to, um, to the sugya of just reaching out like Avram Avinu, you know, we're in the parishes now of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is the Midas HaChesed. Avram Avinu is the one who kind of creates this revolution of Amunah in the world, this explosion of Amunah in the world. He's the one whose tent is open on all four sides. In fact, uh, seeing, as we're, seeing as we're in this august institution, just uh, Rabbi Kimchi once mentioned that there is a big difference. He, he, didn't, he didn't say who heard it in the name of. There is a big, very big difference between the base medrash of Avram Avinu and the base medrash of Moshe Rabbeinu. The base medrash of Avram Avinu is a base medrash which is open on all four sides. And anyone that wants to come and learn about the Rebbeinu can come and learn. Beis Medrash of Moshe Rabbeinu is a more technical Beis Medrash. That's why Hilchas Talmud Torah apply a Malamdin Talmud Shein Hagun. All of the Ramans Hilchas Talmud Torah basically kick in in terms of who you teach and how you teach, when you teach and what you teach. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah. Ram Avinu's Torah is expansive. He's a Munna. He's teaching the world. There's a Bari Olam reaching out to them. But Ava, Ram Avinu is an Oyev Hashem. Ava Mayhavi, last week's half Torah. That's Avraham Avinu. But we actually see another side of Avraham Avinu later on, and that is in this word, Techacha. Right? The Torah says here, You should not hate your brother in your heart. 
הכיח תכיח את עמיתך, עמיסך, אבל הסיס עליו חטא. You shall reprove him, whatever that means, and you should not bear a sin on, uh, as a result of him. So what is this? What is this mitzvah of techacha? You know, um, some people seem to love it. Some people seem to hate it. People that love giving it often don't like receiving it. It seems like, you know, it's a, you know every shul's got the guy who will always go around pointing out where, where you know, everyone's feeling is wrong and, uh, you know, we're, you know <laughs> pointing... Quick as a flash to be the guy when uh, when, they, when it's a no tachanun day to shout out Yiskadal if it's a no tzidkas chazedek to you know he's reminding the chazan to say yada v'yava before he's even started to say you know there's always a certain every shul has its personalities and has its uh, idiosyncrasies and all of that so what is it so techacha is just you know if you're that kind of person if you're a busybody then this mitzvah's for you you know if you're more of a reserved individual and you don't like uh, the confrontation then you're part of from this mitzvah so that seems to be a uh, on the face of it, that seems to be the issue. But obviously we have to plumb the depths of the Chachma Satorah. So there's a very, very important Ramban. Um, and the Ramban says, uh, right? Why is it? Why does it say you shall not hate your brother in your heart? It's very interesting, by the way. If I told someone I hate you to your face... Have I been over on this Avera or not? Torah says, don't hate your brother in your heart. So fine, I hate your guts. Have I been over on this Isna or not? It's for Shainim. Right? Because you look puzzled. No, I knew that it was against Vatar and only heard Lotus Nasi Chachma is in your heart. It's for Right? Anyway, so, um, the, um, the, so what, why is it? Says the Ramban. Like you're saying, normally an enemy will, uh, will, will you know, don't get mad, get evil. He'll, uh, you know, he'll he'll cover it over, get get even. He will cover it over in his heart. Meaning that's the normal way that people interact with each other. Is they, um, you know, they kind of mutter something under their breaths, but they don't generally kind of out and out say they hate your guts. Um, but, according to the Ramban, here's got Kasev Ahiva, but in the Chalami, if you'd say, I hate you, Lechur, according to the Ramban, you'd also be over on this as well. It's just, Dibar Kasev Ahiva, it's not normal to do that, and therefore the Torah doesn't say that, okay? Um, I think the Rashbam learns differently, um, in Mani Lotai. Um, now, there's another mitzvah here too. First mitzvah is donate another Jew. Another mitzvah is, okay, to learn how to give Techacha, learn how to give Musa, this is Salav Chet. What happened? Why is the terrorist say you shall not bear sin on his behalf? There's actually going to be guilt on you. What happens? Someone does something to you. They've wronged you. They've cheated you. They've messed you over or whatever. And you don't do anything about it. So what's going to happen? How are you going to feel? When someone's wronged you, it's going to eat you up inside. You're going to hate its guts. So you didn't do it. It's a better term. It's not your fault. Someone did something wrong to you. If you do nothing about it, you're going to, you're going to, be, you're going to be over on Avera. If you don't confront the issue, you're going to be over on the Avera, says Ramban. Right? That means he did something to you. There's a backstory. According to the Ramban, there's a backstory to this person. Someone does something to you. And therefore the terrorist says, don't hate him for it. Let's have a look and see how he learns it. 
Otherwise, you're going to uh, you're going to bear a sin on his and on behalf of him. Get it out, have it out with the guy, and then you can get to Vahaftarachakamecha again. And then after that, is he mustn't take revenge for what he did for you in the first place. There's a whole sequence of events going through the pesukim. It's incredibly beautiful and maduric according to him. And therefore, Vahanochem Beinai, how do you translate the word Vahichach Techiach? What's a Techacha? What's a Hechacha? Proof. Right, it's a proof. Or in this week's parasha, Nach, this week's parasha, Vahichach Avram Esavi Melech. How do you translate the Pasuk? And Avram proved to Avimelech? How do you translate it? Rebuked is one way of reading it. Perhaps a better reading would be And Abraham confronted Abimelech. Confronted. Right, that seems to be. Right? And therefore, Don't hate your brother in your heart. When he does something to you that you don't like, confront him. Now, if you speak of it, don't speak like that. Okay? Right? Why did you do this to me? Someone hurt you. Someone harmed you. Right? Deal with it. Deal with your issues. Confront the issue. Why did you do this to me? Bring it out. Don't bear sin on his behalf. behalf. To cover over the hatred in your heart and don't tell him. Because if you confront the issue, he's going to apologize to you. Maybe he'll do tshuva and he'll confess on his hate and he'll get kapara. And then afterwards it says, don't take revenge, don't bear a grudge. So the first thing is that the word, when the Torah says, it means confront the issue, according to the Ramban. Confront it. You see something going on, you don't like it, it doesn't make you feel good, confront the issue, do not let it fester. Now, let's go further, because the Gemara in Erechin has a different way of learning this passage. says the Gemara in Erechin, Right, how do you know and if you see something disgusting in somebody else, i.e. you see them doing an Avera, that you've got to tell them off. The Gemara brings our Pasuk. If you tell the guy off, right, for going uh, and eating a pork chop, right, going out for lobster sushi, okay, and he wasn't macabre, so so what, don't care. You've got to go tell him again the next day. The Pasuk is do it once. He didn't listen to you, do it again. You see someone doing an Avera? Get involved. Get stuck in. So what? He didn't listen to you. He went and did the Avera the second night too. He's busy with his cheeseburgers. Tell him off again. Now, what's the extent of this? So you'll see it's a three-way machalikasamirayim. Rava ma ad haka till he smack it, smacks you in the face. Right? It's got, till he hits you. Ushmuel ma ad klala till he curses you out. 
Right, and Shmuel, and Shmuel says, um, until he scorns you, uh, tells you off. Nazif is really tells someone off. Kitnai, that's the Gemara says, this is really a machlekes tanoim, and not just a machlekes amaraim. Rabbi Eliezer, I'm at Hakar. Rabbi Yeshua, I'm at Kala. And Ben Azai says, Ad Nazifa. And says, Rav Nachmayitzakushleishtamikrechadarshu. And the three of them are learning it from the same Pasuk. What's the Pasuk? Vayicha af Yehinasa af Shaul b'Yehinasan, and Shaul got angry at Yehinasan. Vayemalo ben Navas hamaridus, except vayitel Shaul sachanis alav laakosis. So what does he do? Right, he got angry, he cursed him, and he wanted to hit him. Okay, ben Navas hamaridus the bashtachal levetes eres imach one of those insulting psukim in all of Tanakh. Okay, um, that's uh, so you know, they're learning it from that pasuk with Shaul and Yehinasan. Okay, so you see from here, the Gemara says it's not just like the Ramban told us, it's in interpersonal issues. Someone wronged you, someone double-crossed you, someone cut you up at the light, someone cheated you, and you've got to, tell, you've got to, you've got to confront the issue. It's, if you see someone doing an Avera, you've got to tell them off. To what extent? Ad Hakar, Ad Nazifa, Ad Klala, one of them. Right? That's pretty intense. So you see someone at university... And he's uh, tucking in at the canteen. Or oh, he's gone to Pret-a-Manger to have, his, uh, to have his salad. Even worse. Even worse than lobster sushi. With all that virus of all the bugs inside it. Right? You've got you to tell him off. Doesn't listen to you. Doesn't matter. Come back again the next day. So your mum has got to be the religious police. Right, nice. You know, they're talking about now in Israel. It's going to be Midinat Halakha. You know, something turning to Iran. Something like that. Right, this is it. This is it. You've got to tell them off. Oh, uh, says the Gemara. The Gemara carries on. Amr Rabbi Tarifon, he of Sedanite fame. Okay. Tomani, I'll be shocked and surprised. In the days of Tarifon already, he's saying no one's listening. It's amazing. Right? In the time of the Mishnah already. Right, no one was. People weren't interested. Don't tell me off. Okay, Right? If you tell someone, remove a little twig from between your eyes, i.e., stop doing a small avera, what's he going to turn around to you and say? You take a beam out from between your eyes. I mean, you go look at yourself first. You're telling me off. You do it far, you're far worse than me. So it's amazing. The same Gomorrah that told us, you've got to go tell people off, is also telling us that knows this Right, which I think resonates with us. If it was true 2,000 years ago, so then how does this mitzvah relate to us? What are you meant to do? There's another Gomorrah. There's always another Gomorrah. That's a great thing about Gomorrah. There's always another one. Right? Look at this. We're going to have to figure out how to put these Gomorrahs together. Just like there's a mitzvah to say things that will be well received, things that will be listened to. There's also a mitzvah not to say things that won't be listened to. So we've got the Gemara that told us no one's listening in the first place. And then the Gemara says, and if no one's listening, it's a mitzvah to keep your mouth shut. Aye, what happened to Echeach Techeach Mikol Mokka? Echeach Techeach, so what? So no one's listening. So what, that one potter because no one's listening? 
So the Pasuk says, Amr of Abba, Chayva. Right? It's an obligation not to, uh, not to get involved. Right? Do not rebuke a scoffer because maybe he's going to hate you. Rather, give Teichacha to a wise person who will love you. Right? So you're not an answer. Here's an interesting shayla. Well, here's a question for the Lamdonin in the room. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the purpose of the mitzvah? Based on what we see, what's the purpose of the mitzvah? To get through. What do you mean? If it's a mitzvah to keep quiet, if he's not going to listen, that implies the whole point is that in order to enable him to change. Right, and therefore, if he's not going to change, then keep your mouth shut. I, what about the beginning of the Gemara? It's only if eventually it The guy's about to hit you. Ad hakar. What's with that? Well, so according to that Gemara, what's the purpose of the mitzvah? What value is it to almost get your, 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 get your face kicked in? What's the value in that? No. Well, well according to the Gemara, according to that Gemara, what's, what's the purpose of the mitzvah? Maybe there's intrinsic value in giving the techa whether or not. Why? Because you're trying to uphold the word of Hashem. Well, you've got to make a point. You've got to prove a point. You know, take a, a placard or, you know, a sandwich board. The end of the world is nigh. You're all sinners. You're going to hell. I don't know. Something. Make a point. Take a stand. You know, go, you know, protest. Okay. You know, as uh, I remember I was once, we were once doing a Shalashuddhas in the old city for an age program. Years ago, 20 years ago, something. Right? I was doing a mixed Shalashuddhas in the old city by the... Uh, you know the stairs going down to the Kaisal, where there's the German hospice, the old Crusader hospice, you know what I'm talking about? Right, just before the stairs go down, there's this old ruin there. Um, you, know, you turn a right is all the way down to Damaskabladach, uh, and left is... Uh, right, there, 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 down, right there, just before the Kotel steps is this, is this old hospice. We used to challenge us there. And there was boys and there was girls, and always we used to have post a madrech at the door of the hospice, because it would be on kind of Yerushalmi alert. Because there'd always be a Yerushalmi or two. That would be, um, you know, that would stand there, and make a machar, because there's a mixed group in the in the chorva, in the in, the churva, in, the, in this uh, in this hospice. So good. So it was my job one one, you know, one Shabbos afternoon in the middle of the summer. I'm standing there, and you got these Yushalmis that are going, you know, going crazy. So at some point, I realized, I said, listen, I tell you, said that kiyamte metatochacha shalcha, kiyamte metatochacha, and yavir zehala said tem turim legamu, right? And they they were makabel. Right, my bad luck. I was about, about to leave. The whole group starts singing. I got it again. It's convulsing. Okay, but again, what? But yeah, what? Once he heard. Once he'd been Makayim, the Machar, he was happy to go on his way. Right? So anyway, look at this. So that, that's the Beletzkevaita. Because there's, the, there's another Gemara in Shabbos, a very famous Gemara. Ama, Amalir, Abzeir, Abzimon, Rechichenu, Malahani, Debei, Reishkalusa. Abzeir said to Abzimon, why didn't you tell off the people in the house of the Reishkalusa? Amalir, Mikabli, Minoi, they're not going to listen to me. 
Even if the people in the Reish Galus are not going to listen, tell them off anyway. Be true to yourself. Be true to the Torah. Tell them off. It never happened that a good thing came out from Kodesh Baruch and went back for a Ra apart from this. As the Pasuk the is talking about um, the time of the Churban Bayasrishan. Okay, Hashem says to put a mark on all the people that were chayev. Go and put a mark of ink on the head of the tzadikim so that the angels of destruction should have no power over them. And on the foreheads of the Rishayim put a mark of blood that the angels of destruction should have power over them. Okay, so now that at the time of the Chorban, Hashem said to the Malachim, go protect the Tzadikim and go and condemn the Rishon. Amram Midas Hadin Lifna Kodesh Baruch Hu with the Midas Hadin piped up in front of Hashem. Why are these guys any different to these guys? Why are the Tzadikim any different to the Rishon? Hashem said, what do you mean? Halalu Tzadikim Gemurim, Valalu Rishon Gemurim. These ones are Tzadikim, these ones are Rishon. Amram Lafanav. They should have stood up. They should have screamed when they saw the Averas going on in Yerushalayim at the time of the destruction of the first place. And they didn't open their mouths. So who are you to tell me? Who are you, HaKadosh Baruch to tell me, says the Zimitah Tzadid, that these people are Tzadikim, they should all die. Hashem wanted the Tzadikim to be saved. The Zimitah didn't. So what do you mean? The Tzadikim didn't pipe up. They didn't say anything. So HaKadosh Baruch is an unbelievable Gemara. HaKadosh Baruch says, what do you mean? Golly v'adir l'fanai she'im hayamir michu b'yabahem le'yekablu mehem I know that if these tzaddikim would have opened their mouths, no one would have accepted anything from them. No one would have listened. That sounds like a good time. Rabbi Yisham is tying good to the, uh, the Midas Hadin. Says the Midas Hadin back to Hashem. You might have known that, Almighty God. He didn't know that. And therefore, because he didn't know they wouldn't be successful, they should have said something. And therefore, they're all chayv. And that's what happens. Hashem said, protect the tzaddikim. And ultimately, the Midas Haddin wins and the Machalik is with the Kaddish Baruch And they all get wiped out. Because even though they wouldn't have been successful in the Teichacha, they needed to do something about it. They needed to get involved, and they didn't. That's the next Gemara. Alright, a couple more. No, one more actually. Another Gemara in the second Beit Sedaf Lamed. Okay, which says, All things you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. You're not allowed to clap. You're not allowed to slap your thighs and you're not allowed to dance. Okay, what the Heterim are for the various uh, Mahalchim is doing it is a separate issue, but according to Gemara, you're not allowed to do it. Now you see people do it. You know what's going on. Okay. Um, Alright. Uh, there's another case. It's a person who shouldn't sit at the end of, a, of an Erev 
right? Because things might roll out. And these women used to sit at the edge of the Erev and things used to roll out, things could potentially roll out and no one said anything to them. Right, so a bunch of cases in the Gemara where people would do stuff where they weren't allowed to do it and no one said anything to them. So we have another rule. Leave the Jews alone. Better they should do it with Shagig than do it with Mesut. So we've got loads of different ideas flying around the Suya. Okay, on the one hand, in the Gemara and Shabbos, you don't know that they're not going to listen to you, and therefore you've got to say something. Mashain came in the Gemara and Beitza, we say, leave them alone. They don't know what they're doing. Right? Far better to leave them as unknowing sinners than sinning on purpose. And it's a Bechal, the whole thing's a bit of a mess. When do I say something? When do I not say, say something? What do I do? What do I not do? What's the purpose? Right? It all seems a little bit confusing. Right? Bonasek that said the pro. I know we haven't got so much time. Right, let's try at least to, to make a little bit of a sense of this. So there's a Rambam in Hilchas Deus that says, If you see your friend, he's gone off the derech. There is a mitzvah to bring him back. He's not just sinning against Hashem, he's sinning against himself. Right? So according to the Rambam, this is a goal-orientated mitzvah. According to the Rambam, very clear, the mitzvah of Techacha is to bring someone back. Right? It's not to make a point, it's not to go with placards, it's not to stand and, and, and say, uh, say useless or hopeless things. The mitzvah is lachazur al-mitzvah. You've got the ability, with your words, to convince someone to go and do the right thing. Okay? Um, how do you do it? Very double a benachas, beloshen raka. You say it nicely, sweetly, softly. I'm only doing this for your benefit. I'm bringing, doing it to you. Should we get to chayelam haba? If he's makabel, fantastic. You hit the jackpot. You've got to keep going. Keep on hacking away at the guy. Right? Until he's about to hit you. I'm not going to listen to you. Then the Rambam brings the other Gemara in Shabbos and says if you have the ability to, to call out, to make a machan, you don't, you also get caught up in that other ritzi. Right, so the first thing is that the Rambam says it's a goal-orientated mitzvah. We've got to bring the guy back. How far do you have to go? Keep on going until it is barolacha, until it's clear to you that he's not going to listen to you. Okay, keep going. And if you don't, then you get caught up in this as well. However, the Rambam has another mahalach then, right? And this is, this is, um, this is actually my favorite case in the whole Gemara. Because I've just had this, this visual image of what's happening in this, in this, in this Maisa. Okay? I think this is a Gemara Nashim Beitzah. We know there is a mitzvah on Yom Kippur to be Moshef Ma'achal al-Aqaidash. Right? We bring in Yom Kippur and we bring it in before Shkir. We're in a world where they, uh, they don't really hold of Shkir to bring it in before nightfall. Why right? they hold of Shkir just before nightfall, bring it in before nightfall. But either way, right? there's a mitzvah to Yosefes Yom HaKippurim. You can't just eat until the last minute on Erev Yom Kippur, Pasuk says, right, you've got to bring in Yom Kippur early. 
Don't bring it in at the last minute. But there were these women in Talmudical times that would sit there stuffing their faces until the last minute. I just imagine these women having cream cakes and just like, yeah, it was on party with all their fine china, dainty tea party, and they're just like shoveling in these massive cakes with a clock, you know, with the, shoving it in until the last minute, you know, wiping their mouths at the last minute as it's getting dark outside the Arabian Kippur. That's just my, my crazy brain, okay? Nashim Sha'aychlos, V'shay says, Ad Shecha Shecha, V'hen Einan Yaidos, They don't know, says the Rambam, Shemitzvah La'isif Mechal La'kaidosh, to add from the Chol to the Kodesh, you don't tell them off. You know, next year they'll go for their Erevim Kippur Tea Party, Tea Party Hamaf Sekas, and they'll, um, they'll carry on doing it anyway till they'll go up to the wire. Okay? Very interesting, the Rambam says. We don't have a Mukabarat. What's Mukabarat? Religious police. Right? Saudi Arabia, Iran, they have their, their secret police. It's not Shaykh to have the Shaita. You can't have a, a policeman in every house enforcing observance, uh, observance of halacha. And therefore, leave them alone. But Hanachlan, better they should be with the Shaygeg, Ba'alu, Mazid, and The question is, when do you say this? Right? Better to leave them alone. Better they should. Again, they're not eating Yom Kippur. Right? That, Zela. They're eating during Tosefes Yom Kippurim. Right in that, in that twilight zone, okay. So that that's that's the mahalach of the Rambam. Okay, that uh, in theory, in theory you should tell them off, but we don't. We in practice we can't do it, and it's a goal orientated thing. We have to the, the purpose of the mitzvah techacha is to bring them back. Masha'en came the Numaki Yosef. Right, the Numaki Yosef, talking about this Gemara and Yavamus of Dava Hanishma. Someone that's going to listen, there's a mitzvah. You've got to confront the issue. I feel a mere palm even a hundred times. Someone's not listening to you, it's a mitzvah and an obligation not to, uh, to be mechiachim. And they ask about the Gemara in Erechin, you've got to do it even till he hits you, until he curses you. One is biyachid, one, right? So he says, Hasan biyachid of Abarabim lay. The chiluk is one is biyachid and one is berabim. Okay, so the Gemara in Erechin is dealing with a yachid. But you don't do, when you've got a group of people, you don't go and tell off the, uh, the whole group like that. That's, that's the first chiluk. I've had Aminon, but Mesech Shabbos, the Gemara in Shabbos, we learned about the house of the Reish Galus, so they're not going to listen to me. And the Gemara said, nonetheless, you need to still tell them off, even if they're not going to listen. Right? There, it's because he hadn't said anything at all. He hadn't told them off at all. He knew that they weren't going to listen. Says something very important. Maybe they will. Who are you to be so sure they're not going to listen? That's point number one. And point number two is, do you know what? And if no one ever says something to you, how are you ever going to know? You've got a timer. In our house, one of the, the running jokes when the kids uh, trafe something up in the kitchen, I don't know, they cut something with a meaty knife and fried it. I cut an onion with a meaty knife and fried it in a milky pan. Right? So what does the kid always say? No one ever told me. <laughs> I never learned that, didn't you? I never learned that halacha yet. No one ever told me. It's like, you know, it's a running joke in our house. You know, someone makes a, you know, a cautious mistake in the kitchen. No one ever told me. Okay. Well, they could tie in the back. No one ever told me. The people in the Reish Galusa's house were doing something wrong. 
All the rabbis were too, too scared, stiff to say something about it. So they got up to Shemaim or whatever. I was like, no one told me. These rabbis should have said something. Someone said something to me. What do you want from me? I never knew. Okay? So that's a, the the Nemuki Yosef would seem to imply. Right? It would seem that there's a machlekes in the Rambam and the Yosef. The Rambam says, really, it's a goal-orientated mitzvah. And if you really know that the guy's not going to listen, then keep your mouth shut. The Nemuki Yosef isn't having any of it. He's saying you've still got to say at least once. You've got to say something at least once. Why? Because Taka, how do you know? And one of them in Shemaim will claim to his potter because no one ever told him. Okay. Now, the question is, how do, how do, we, you know, how do we deal with this machlekes mishonim lahalacha? Right? There's major nafkeminus. You see someone doing an avera. Are you meant to say something or not? Are you meant to get stuck in, all righteous, sanctimonious and religious? Or are you not? So the Gemara actually, the, the Shulchan Aruch actually brings this case. And it's in Hilchus Yom Kippur. Nashim she'aychlos v'shoysas had shecha sheicha v'hen einan yodesh shemitzalah hosef mechalal kodesh. These people are eating till, till it gets dark. They've got no idea to eat do, do, the, the, about Tosefus Yom Kippurim. Eim ha'machim b'yadam, you don't stop them. Kodesh le'tavoy l'asas b'zadam. Okay? Says the Ramah. And that's true for every Avera. We don't want to turn people into Mizidim. We have a laid-back, laissez-faire attitude to getting involved. However, the Ramah has one caveat. Right, this example, it's a funny example, you thought that? You know, the woman with the, with the, with the tea, Arabian Kippa tea party. It's a funny example. When are they eating? When are they eating? Before you give them. Right, in what? Is it, was it Muta asked for them to eat then? It's Asa. It's also the Raisa for them to eat at that time. It's in Tesefas Yom Kippurim. There's a mitzvah in our Torah. You've got to be Moisif Michal Al-Kaidash. There's a mitzvah in our Torah to bring in Yom Kippur early. Right? So during that twilight zone, let's say it's 15 minutes early. There's a mitzvah to bring Yom Kippur in 15 minutes. It's a Raisa to eat during those 15 minutes. So certainly, it's certainly a battle of mitzvahs, I'll say. They're not allowed to eat them. Let me ask you a question. Why didn't the Gemara bring a case of these women that are going out for lunch on Yom Kippur instead? No? Maybe they're trying to prove from even mitzvahs that you'd seen, that would be seen as light or less heavy. So what would be the halacha if they're, if they're having a Yom Kippur get-together? Misibat Yom Kippurim, Mangal, Alayesh, Yom Kippur. That anyone would tell off. Yeah? Why? Because it's such an extreme... Even if it's the same Yom Kippur, you still tell someone. No, it's the same Yom Kippur, you're saying don't tell them. He said you don't. No, you don't tell them. Oh, I see. The same Yom Kippur, you don't. These women are eating during the same Yom Kippur. They're going to stop when the buzzer goes and the, the you know it's, it's fully nightfall. They're not going to. They're not going to. Um, they're not going to eat anymore. Also, it sounds like um, the Ramam is. It's the Ramam's reason is because it's so so widespread to have. Do this Issa. But on Yom Kippur, it's not a widespread thing. So let's say one person starts eating the Yom Kippur, even if it was the same level of Issa, mm. if, or let's say, let's say this was a very rare case that women would eat just before Yom Tov starts, mm. then maybe the din would be different. LMA. The only you think it's widespread? Do you think this, these women's tea parties are widespread? Yeah, yeah. Shoto Revai is called Echad. Yeah. 
sounds like the reason is because it's so widespread in every house. That I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe just to say, in general, we don't have a way of enforcing halacha like that. Yeah. yeah the difference in this case is because they think they're doing the right thing. I mean, they're waiting until Yom Kippur starts. It's not like... Ah, so the point is, they, they don't know. They're shaking him. They don't know they're doing something wrong. Right? And what if someone doesn't know it's your bad, they're not allowed to eat a new kipper? Easy to explain that. Not according yeah. to the, not according to the Ramah. Look at the Ramah. So it's something very interesting. It's such an important caveat. If I read through the Torah at face value, would I know that I have to bring a kipper in early? No. No. Right, it says, And I have to read that. I need a Torah Shabbat Al-Peh to tell me you've got, to, you've got to have fast a little bit on the 9th, right, um, to bring it in early. Right, that's the Mitzvah of Tisafis. That's not my first Torah. You can't expect every Jew to know that. I certainly do expect every Jew to know you can't eat an Yom Kippur. If something's my first Torah, we never apply this rule of Mutav Yishogim Vali Mazila. You should know. You should know better. You're a Jew. You should know better. Oh, but if something's not Mufurish Batara, how can I expect you to know? And if you're going to carry on doing it anyway, I should leave you alone. That's the way, that's the way there are more lands. Which means you can have a mitzvah da'i raisa. Right? You think the person's not going to listen to you, you should keep your mouth shut. You've got to say something. Aye, and if you know someone's going to listen to you, and if you know no one's going to listen to you, you should just say something barabim once. Right? You should, you should make, you should make, you should make, if you know, one second, if you know you're not, they're not going to listen to you, you should just speak up once. But you shouldn't be marba betechachas because you know they're not going to listen. Which means when it comes to an individual, according to the Ramah, if it's Mufurish Batera, You've got to go the whole way. If it's a group of people in that situation, once and that's it. But again, it doesn't matter. If it's Mafurish but if it's Mafurish Batara, then you have to say something. If it's not Mafurish Batara, then you don't say something. Why are we distinguishing between a group and a single? That was the way that the Numaki Yosef reconciled between the Gomorrahs that say get involved and don't get involved. Right? right? That if you, um, on a one-to-one basis, right, then you should... Uh, I also think that it's possible on a one-to-one basis to have more of an influence than if you're just trying to take on a, take on a whole crew. <laughs> right? And therefore, it could be that that's the reason. You have to say it once because you have to make the point that they shouldn't be able to say, no one ever told me. Right? Or they shouldn't say... That um, you know, um, you know, I've got a, a pistol in power, whatever. Okay, but now. If it's not a question of whether it's a difference to them. The question is whether they should have known better. If they shouldn't have known better, you don't have to tell. If they should have known better, you do. Okay. Now, the Be'alacha in, um, in Hilchus Yom Kippurim makes a little bit more seder there. Right? So there, they were over on a Dovah Mufurish Batera. Right? In the case in Shabbos, all the various they were doing in the time of the first base of Mikdash is a straight out of the Gimel Chamur, is a straight out of the book. 
Right? So nonetheless, it was mashup from the Gemara. They knew they weren't going to listen. Okay? Um, and they didn't do anything about it. So he says, That's only for the punishment. You always have to say something. Okay, he says, it says the smag, if you're absolutely clear that no one's going to listen to you, you don't have to. Okay, and that's also mashma from Atosis over there as well, even though you could really, um, you could really be mad for it. And then he says like this, if something is mafurish batera, you have to say something about it, right? That's if it's um, it's it's it's, it's an occasional avera. I mean, you're talking about someone who's beets a mafurim person, and they're doing something occasionally they shouldn't do. If it's mafurish batera, you have to do it. Avaha parke ol legamre, someone that is totally off the charts, not from. Kigun mechal shabbos fahesya oichel nevelas lahachis, right? Someone that's really uh, you know, really uh, disengaged. You go back to the Pasuk. He stops being included in Amitecha. And therefore, you don't have to give Techacha to him. Okay? Right, and this is where the Gra Paskins in Adaris Elio as well. If someone is totally Perik Al, then you don't give him the privilege of telling him off. Because um, it's too late. He's not Amitech anymore. And therefore the privilege... So someone that is literally um, willingly distancing themselves from the Torah Mitzvahs loses the privileges of being Adam al and therefore you don't have a responsibility to, to, to give them to Chacha. Okay? Now... That's all well and good. Right? But the last thing is perhaps the most important. Right? The, the second thing is what, what, how do you include someone that's a Tinnik Shanishba and all of that? We'd have to learn the sugya of Tinnik Shanishba to see how it fits in. Okay? Because this also could be another complicating factor. Okay? We try to have to isolate all the, all the factors here. But then the Sefer Hasidim, the Vilna God, so the Ba'alacha brings the Sefer Hasidim. Um, he says, Davka ishes achav shilib gaspa. It's Davka someone that you've got a warm and positive relationship with. Okay? But if it's a person that if you tell them off, they're going to hate you and take revenge on you, then you shouldn't do it. Meaning, the Sefer Chassidim really changes the whole sugya. The person they are giving to Chachadu has to know that it's coming from love. If they don't think it's coming from love, you have to keep your mouth shut. And this is so important. This is so important. It brings us all the way back to Avraham Avinu again. Right? When it talks about Ava. You have, if someone does not feel that you love them, you have no business telling them off. And that, I think, is, a, is, is really important. Yes, we can clear, we can dance, you have a mitzvah of tefachah, you have a mitzvah of machah, and everything else. Right? And it depends. Is it biyachad? Is it barabim? Is it mafurish patera? Is it not mafurish patera? You can clear all these things. You know, it's a, are they perkei ol legamri? By the way, there's another thing, there's a ritva, be'alachah brings a ritva. If you see there's a generation where a mitzvah is totally forgotten, you've really got to do something about it. Right? And the cases are going to be case-specific. But in terms of confronting the issue, Right, and says the say for Hasidim, the person that you're dealing with has to know it's coming from love. If they don't feel it's coming from a place of complete love, that you've got their best interests at heart, that you deeply care for them, you have no business giving them to Chacha. 
Right, what comes out from there? What's the thing you have to work on most? Is loving, letting people feel that you love them. Right? So again, it comes back to Abba Sisra, comes back to Avramavina, it comes back to this Abba. If someone really, really feels that you love them, and you've got their best interests at heart, then uh, they're going to respond very differently. I ever told you a story about this? Uh, it's a great story. There's uh, two, there's a uh, bus in Israel. Okay, and it's Sukkot. Well, so I might mention this last time, I don't remember. There's a bus in Israel, there's a circus in Sukkot. And there's a guy sitting on the bus, a film guy, and he's sitting next to the guy, and another guy on the bus is not from. And, you know, the bus stops, ding, ding, and the Lubavitcher gets on the bus with his Arbaminim and starts doing the, uh, the Lubavitch thing, starts passing the Arbaminim down the bus and giving, uh, giving people on the bus the opportunity to shake, to shake Lilith. You know, some do, some don't. Comes to this guy next to the film guy, he says, Lotoda. Lotoda, all right, see Lubavitcher gets off the bus. Two stops later, another Lubavitcher gets on the bus. <laughs> Odd pub with his, with his arm in him. Right, again, now the bus, some do, some don't. This time, the guy next to the film guy shakes the arm in him. Right? Lubavitcher gets off the bus. This was a long bus journey. Right? The guy says, <laughs> Right? The first guy got on the bus, he wouldn't shake his arm in him. The second guy gets on the bus and he's shaking away. What's happened? You're worried it was Nick Tamrosha. You're worried it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was Yovish on the top. You know, you're worried about it wasn't Zan Chazanish. You know, was it? Was the Babbitt from Zan Chazanish anyway? Be a Yana Right? But yeah, what are you worried about already? That, that was your problem. <laughs> he says, "Anyone the difference is, I could see the first guy got on the bus. He wanted to get a mitzvah by giving out his abamin, and the second guy wanted to give a mitzvah." His album and I'm willing to shake. Right? It's all about the Ava. It's all about, all about the connection that we can build with people. They can feel that we really care about them. And that comes back to Avram Avicha. Avram right? is Kula Ava. Avram is Kula care and compassion. That's why he's the Amut HaChesed. Chesed la Avram. It's a total loving kindness. That's his Ashutu with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Mikayach the Chesed. He's his Mizdamel la Kaddish Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu with his Chesed and with his Ava. Right, if you can get to that, then already you've got fighting chance, being able to be Mekayim, Mitz of Techacha. Right, it's so true, and take it one stage further with your own kids. Right, well, I don't know any parent that didn't have to tell off their own kids. Right, in fact, uh, one of Rabbi Hall's sons, who's talking about him just to finish off, one that has spayed him yesterday. Son today with a, with a frack, Tamachacha, right? Okay, this is the youngest son. He says, it's no secret, I took up most of my father's Tzagidl Wanim. I was a bit of a tearaway as a teenager. And he said, Zenit Barabim, you know, after one particular heated evening of a heated exchange with my father, the Rav, went to sleep, couldn't fall asleep. He said, never told anyone the story for 35 years. He was lying in his bed, it's two o'clock in the morning. His father walks into the room. So he pretended to be asleep. His father, and this was after they'd had a particularly rough evening. Right, his father comes into the room. Right, he just had an argument with the kid. So he pretends to be asleep. He gives his kid a kiss on the forehead. He says, Daddy, you have no idea what that kiss did to me. No idea. I understood that you loved me unconditionally. If you had to tell me off, it was because you loved me because you knew what was best for me. And I realized that all your techacha was coming from love. So I never told anyone this. That one kiss turned me around. It's unbelievable. Techacha. Good, we can damn the sugya. When do you speak up? When do you not speak up? And there are times to speak up and there are times to stay quiet. One thing's for sure. If people don't think we are coming from love, you have no business opening your mouth. 
Right? And therefore, that guy in shul, the tefillin guy, you know, <laughs> you know the personality types. They're kind of sometimes kind of useful to have around. But unless you feel it's coming from love, unless you feel that you're giving it out of love and the person recognizes it's coming out of love, you have no business giving to chacha. Okay, we'll stop there. I think it's a very, very important matter. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.